Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick coming in from an undisclosed location. Color-coded today, all wearing navy in honor of the navy blues. Carlson back home in the AFL uh, on a massive winning streak at the moment. Drew really vaulted into premiership considerations, so they're going to have to do it from outside the top four. So we'll uh, leave the blues to another day. Let's talk about the NFL preseason before we get into O'Roy and uh, James Harden. But uh, I'll ask you two questions about the preseason. First one is, did anything happen over the weekend that changed your opinion uh, about betting the preseason, this preseason in particular, any big takeaways? Well, I, I hear I thought we were in uh, black and blues because I feel black and blue from the way that the preseason betting uh, went for me uh, this weekend. Uh, had some absolutely hellacious, hellacious beats. Uh, the Miami Dolphins not getting more than three points in that game was mind-blowing. They had like 400 yards of offense, and they end up with three points. Uh, and uh, but, but nothing really topped uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, scoring the um, garbage-time touchdown and then getting the garbage-time two-pointer uh, to bust all of the uh, Broncos CLV, all of the Broncos um, uh, teaser legs. Uh, so that was kind kind of brutal. But uh, in general, I probably should have taken the weekend off. Uh, I, st- I think realistically, the information was was good. Uh, nothing was like abjectly wrong. Um, but I think uh, it's going to take uh, a little bit of uh, creativity to find winning plays for week two. And then I'm definitely going to take week three off. Yep. We will uh, preview week two when we're a bit closer to the weekend. Second question for you about the slate. Was there anything that happened that changes your mind about any teams going into the season. I think that the, I guess kind of the conventional wisdom about preseason in general is that if you look good to take it with something of a grain of salt, but if you look bad, that's a quite a bad sign. Uh, so I'd be a little bit worried for Trey Lance, for instance, uh, who did not look great um, and players of that elk, but anything, any takeaways that you can apply to the regular season. My general macro, uh, opinion of offenses offensive coordinators young quarterbacks leading to um uneven football through the first quarter of the season is solidifying i think uh you know the anthony richardson experience is going to have its ups and downs the bryce young experience might have its ups and downs uh cj stroud similarly um offensive line play certainly mattered a ton i think you know the san francisco 49ers offensive line was really 
not in the state that I expected. Similarly, the Patriots. Uh, and in general, if you didn't have any kind of blocking, then you were in deep trouble trying to get a young player, young players and, and new offenses to look good in the preseason. So, I, I, again, like, I think in general you're going to have to pick your spots to find unders early on here as we have uh, just so much, change, you know, so much turnover at the quarterback and offensive coordinator positions across the, across the league right now. I think to me, uh, one of the bigger takeaways was um, the Bears just solidifying themselves as everyone's preseason darling and Justin Fields only completed or only attempted and completed three passes, uh, one of them uh, pretty deep uh, with the screen pass going long. And I think that the Bears, everyone's focusing on their skill position additions, the fact that it's DJ Moore. Uh, in and full year Chase Claypool, and they made some big-name additions on defense as well. But I think the big thing with the Bears is just for the first time since Rex Grossman was around that they've got a really solid offensive line, at least on paper. Jay Cutler never had a good offensive line in Chicago, I don't think. And uh, I do think that that offense has the chance to be... uh, potentially dominant if Fields can improve his accuracy a little bit in the passing game. Uh, I think on defense is where they're going to have their issues with D-line and corner, uh, but they are going to be a fun team and I think a team that's going to be pretty conducive to to high-scoring games uh, over the course of the season. All right, uh, we'll segue into uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. But before that, a reminder that with the NFL season quickly approaching, now is the perfect time to get your Roto-World Fantasy Football Draft Guide, get ready for your draft, and stay one step ahead of your league during the preseason with updated player rankings, profiles, projections, mock drafts, and more. Go to NBCSports.com slash draft guide and use code DRAFT2023 to save 20% at checkout. Uh, also a note on the preseason, uh, we've got multiple week two preseason lines in the 40s uh, with their totals after overs went uh, seven and one uh, last weekend. Okay, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is Bijan Robinson's market. He's plus 250. Bryce Young plus 450. Anthony Richardson seven to one, narrowly in front of Jameer Gibbs and CJ Stroud. And then you get into all the receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, and Quinton Johnston in that order. Uh, my thought here is that the Bijan is going like eighth in fantasy drafts. And we've talked about this, but I think fantasy is a really, it's fantasy, there is so much attention placed upon it that it's a relatively efficient market at predicting just skill player um, statistical production. Uh, that's why to me, it made no sense that Brace Hall was uh, 22 to 1 to an offensive rookie of the year going into last season, but was the number one player being taken off the board uh, in fantasy. And I think, again, the fact that Bijan is going so high in drafts and, you know, with good reason, he's in the best possible position uh, that he could have been. I think for, if you're going to choose a team for him to get drafted just to produce statistically this season, it might have been the Falcons just with their commitment to running the ball, with their offensive line. Uh, with their questions at quarterback, which should be conducive to Bijan getting a lot of work, uh, how short do you think he should be? I don't. Uh, I don't hate plus two fifty as a bet, but I think that's about right. Um, my general sense is that betting a quarterback right now is burning money. 
I think all three quarterbacks who are likely to start the season are going to have their struggles, particularly early on. We just talked about this. Uh, and I think if you want to buy low on one of those guys midseason because they could come down the home stretch and win a bunch of winnable games, then that's maybe an approach you want to take to fill out a portfolio. But to start the season, there's really only two guys that I think are going to have the volume and then have the upside. Bijan Ron, you know, Robinson, you made the case for. We haven't ever really talked about Jameer Gibbs, though. And yeah. I think the Lions have an offense in general that can score 30 on any, any given day. I love the offensive coordinator i like the balance that they now have you know across that uh uh you know skill position group um and i think realistically gibbs you know this is narrative this is narrative nonsense potentially but the fact that they got so much criticism for taking gibbs when they did kind of makes it i think a little bit more likely that the coaching staff that the kind of the mind hive there proves it that they did something right in the way that they utilize him. I doubt they are going to be shy with Gibbs. And maybe the only thing I can ding Robinson for is that his backup in Algier is so good that if Robinson has like any kind of limited, you know, any kind of um, medical issue on any given week, if he's questionable to me, that maybe means doubtful because the next guy up is so good and you want to keep Robinson potentially available for a late season push. Um, so I think Gibbs is worth consideration in the plus 750 range. I don't think any of the wide receivers are going to realistically get enough volume to um, to trump any of those guys. So this is a running back award, I think, this year. Um, and uh, maybe you add a quarterback to fill out your portfolio midseason. Yeah, and I think on Gibbs, the key thing there, which we've talked about, is the fact that the Lions, their schedule in the back half of the season, like their last 10 games... They've got to play outdoors once in 10 games. Outside of that, it's domes, it's retractable roofs. And that one game outdoors is at Chicago, uh, who do not have a great defense. So I think that is going to be huge for Jameer Gibbs, who is being talked about as, I guess, one of the most uh, pass-catcher-capable running backs uh, we've seen come out of the draft, like ever, like in the same being spoken about in the same breath as Christian McCaffrey uh, with that skill, which is going to help. So, yeah, I think Gibbs should be the second favorite in this market uh, behind Bijan. I agree. The way that it goes wrong for Bijan is just the fact that uh, Cordero Patterson is there, Tyler Algier is there. It might be more of a timeshare than you would anticipate. I still think that he will be fine uh, and that he should be a pretty clear favorite in this market. But um, I have had some people ask me, like, why isn't Bijan just favored against the field? It's just with these type of markets, there's just so much variance in that you're going to have something like uh, Raheem Mostert will get injured and then all of a sudden Devin A-Chain is the starting running back for the Dolphins offense or Kenneth Walker, who is just constantly hurt. He will go down and then all of a sudden it's the Zach Charbonnet show in Seattle. Like, injuries will happen. Ryan Tannehill could get hurt week one and then all of a sudden Will Levis is the quarterback. Uh, so there's just... All of that stuff will come into play. Injuries will create more opportunity for guys. I think the other thing I would say about this market is that historically, if it has been close, the tie break goes to the quarterback just because of the importance of position. I mean, that's just a very logical thing. I think back to Justin Herbert beating Justin Jefferson as a pretty good uh, test of concept for that. One thing I will say there, though, is that I think – this is now being progressively viewed more as relative to position and Jamar Chase uh, winning over Mac Jones, I think was evidence of that where people just viewed Chase where he was in the wide receiver hierarchy. as just a tier above where Mac Jones was in the quarterback hierarchy. I still would have voted for Mac Jones because I think quarterback is just so much more um, important. And I think that he, he should have won. Uh, and then last year, 
I was a bit surprised, <laughs> honestly. And I misread last year. I thought Brock Purdy would get more attention for O'Roy because of, again, quarterback position. But in the end, he didn't really come close to sniffing it where Ken Walker and Garrett Wilson, just because they were there the whole year, even though they had pretty modest uh, statistical lines that they ultimately lapped him. Um, but is there anything else that you're looking for in O'Roy? No, but uh, I had a losing weekend, Jay. We didn't need to bring up uh, Mac Jones, Rookie of the Year, man. <laughs> that one still stings. Yeah. Uh, I think I had uh, I, I had it. That was my biggest futures position that year, and it was in the ten to one range. And I still can't believe that uh, Chase picked his pocket there right at the tail end of the season. But um, you know, that just kind of is something you always have to keep in the back of your head that it's not how you start the finish, start the season. It's how you finish. And if you have a high profile performance late in the season that really pops, which is the Jamar Gibbs potential. Um, because you know he's got the the you know he's got the higher ceiling in terms of just explosive plays. Um, then you know, all of a sudden, if you've only staked B. John Robinson, you might be uh, feeling a little black and blue yourself. Yeah, listen, Drew. The 2021 NFL season is still the darkest season of my life. Uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this uh, outside of the 55 times that I have. But uh, Jonathan Taylor, 70 to one Offensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons, 100 to one Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, had them both, uh, both favorites going into the penultimate uh, weekend of the season, and then uh, both go down. So uh, just to wash that out of my mouth, I like to bring up uh, your big losses as well in Mac Jones. Uh, we're going to move on to. The 76ers and James Harden, uh, because you got to get on a flight. But before we do, a reminder MLB Sunday leadoff heads to Texas, where the Seattle Mariners take on last year's World Series champions, the Houston Astros. Watch these two teams not only battle for position in the AL West, but for the postseason as well. Catch the action live this Sunday at 12 30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Peacock. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, I'm going to hit now the 76ers after James Harden. It's quite a thing to wake up to, uh, seeing that tweet uh, and James Harden just going off on Daryl Morey uh, as Drew jockeys for position uh, to board his flight. Uh, in terms of how to attack this, 
in terms of repercussions. I would say that it's pretty unlikely now that James Harden is ever going to play a minute for the 76ers. I know that that was the position that was outlined by Daryl Morey uh, and the Woj reported that they're looking to enter the season with him. I just don't see, given that James Harden is uh, the GOAT at trying to get out of situations, how this ends with him just being happy enough to play out the season on Philadelphia. So I'd move forward with the expectation that he's going to be on a different team and that they'll get some return back uh, that keeps them somewhat in contention uh, and also keeps their books clean for next season where they will have cap space, presumably, uh, how they're going to go about staying in contention with just Tyrese Maxey alongside Joel Embiid. I'm not too sure, but I think that they could probably get themselves in the range where they're 10 to 1 fair to win the East and 21 fair to win the title and then hope that that's good enough uh, that it keeps Joel happy and then they can get reinforcements in the offseason. I would not be backing the Sixers uh, right now to win the title at 16 to 1, though. Uh, I don't think there's any bet on scenarios with the Sixers at the moment in terms of their team success. The one thing with Philadelphia right now uh, that is interesting from a betting perspective, I think is the most improved player market with Tyrese Maxey, where if James Harden is no longer there, which seems like it's going to happen, then all of a sudden Tyrese Maxey becomes uh, significantly, uh, well, he becomes very well placed to win that award. I think that he should just about be the favorite for that award. You look at his, his stats just with Harden off the floor. He's at around uh, his Basically, his scoring goes up almost 50% or something crazy uh, like that. Goes from, I believe, 18 points per 75 possessions up to over 27 points per 75 possessions with Harden off the floor. So, uh, look, I think that to win, because he's already in pretty good standing, that Maxi will need to increase his playmaking. Uh, and also the Sixers will need decent team success. I think the past 13 most improved player winners that nine of those teams have gone over their win total. And one of the teams that went under was Kevin Love on the Wolves when they won 17 games. So that team had such low expectations that it wasn't necessarily a bad vibes team, even though they only won 17 games. So I think that the Sixers are going to have to win probably upper 40s, uh, 50 games for Maxi to be in the mix there. But I think that, that is definitely uh, possible. But I do think he's going to have to increase his playmaking, show some skill development uh, that is not just so it's not just viewed as, oh, Harden's gone. Uh, and thus, you know, Maxi is just by default getting more usage. I think he will have to show something. Uh, I think he probably can. He averaged over four assists two years ago, almost by accident when Harden wasn't on the team. Uh, so I think that if he can get into the mid fives assists per game, he can average 26, 27 a game, then that probably makes him the front runner uh, for the award. And I think that the team should be relatively decent even without Harden, just because if you have a healthy Embiid and you have Maxi, I think that you're going to be high 40s anyway. Tobias Harris still around, PJ Tucker still around. They still have okay enough depth to be competitive. So I think Maxi is probably the best look in terms of betting the Sixers uh, at the moment. Uh, again, he has a kind of a strange most improved player case in that he's already established, he's already had moments in the postseason, he's already a 20 points per game scorer, but he's never made an all-star team. And I think that he will have a fair bit of narrative if he can emerge as the guy who you know, effectively saves Philadelphia's season uh, after James Harden uh, walked out on his third team in three years, then I think that uh, he will have a case. And that's probably the best method of attack at the moment. 
with the Sixers. All right, Drew's got to go. He's got to board a flight. Uh, so we are done for today. We'll be back tomorrow, though. Uh, and in the meantime, don't forget to check out NBCSports.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe. And also a reminder to find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to Amazon.com slash NBC Sports. From Jay Croucher and about and about to be airborne, Drew Dinsick. We'll see you tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.